For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. This is the substance for life. And that is the reason why we started talking about the cross. But many of us are not getting it. Uh, I pray that the Holy Spirit will open your eyes and open your mind, open your heart to see and to understand what the cross means to us, what the cross means to God, and the things that we are chasing after and are desiring are all of them are encapsulated in what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus keep me near the cross the precious fountain free to all a hidden stream flows from Calvary's mountain in the cross in the cross be my glory ever till my rapture Jesus Christ, that we are brought near to you. You call on us to come to you in our time of need and weaknesses through the blood before the throne of grace, that we'll find help and grace and mercy to help us in our time of need. Teach us, Lord, to die to the old life and to live by faith unto the new life. There are several things we don't understand, Lord, but teach us, speak to us, and may you be all that we desire. And may we desire from the depths of our heart to share with anyone that is willing to listen message of the cross. In the name of Jesus Christ to pray. Amen. Well, those in Uncle Melody's class, please move to where the intercessors meet to pray. And then those in Uncle Solo's class, meet to your, move to your old meeting place and then continue with your Bible studies. We'll invite Uncle Ivan to take us through the series that we have been doing for now. And then we'll continue later on with some intense prayer. Please move out because you cannot be here. We will disturb you. So move to where the intercessors meet. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you guys are not in church. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us were at the retreat yesterday? You know I'll ask again. Those of us who were not here, what happened? What held you? Who held you? Amen. Galatians 2.20 We are reciting 
Uncle Moses, please take it off the screen. We are reciting Galatians 2.20. Let's go. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. This backbenchers attitude. It only increase or decrease. And you also ask, Chris, please, no. Galatians 2.20, let's go. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life which I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me, who gave himself for me. Amen. 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 Last week we looked at what it was to be crucified with Christ. We looked at the fact that it means to die to yourself. We explained what death means, how to die. No, next week we'll look at how to die. Um, today, I want us to look at something. Um, while we're looking at um, the cross and we're looking at Jesus' journey to the cross, we realize that there were, there were various points at which Jesus died or at which Jesus was um, was hit or wounded. Yeah. There are various points at which Jesus was wounded. And there are various, um, I mean on his body. There were various things that happened to him on his body that um, led to his death. So today the subtitle for what we are talking about is points of death. The points at which we must die to be able to to live this new life that God wants us to live. Amen. 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 Last week we looked at the fact that death was the absence of life or the absence of activity in a place. Right? So it means that certain things should not be active in your life again. Right? And then last week we also looked at the fact that death means to be unresponsive to the things around you. It means that it's not everything you respond to. The fact that you are hungry does not mean you should eat. Paul was talking to the Corinthian church and he said that they have his own to it and God will destroy them both. Right? Sometimes you think that once you are hungry, you have to go and eat. That's not what it means. 40 days of power, hunger does not mean food. Hunger means prayer. Amen. So at 12 o'clock when you are hungry, you don't go and eat, you go and pray. The way some of you are looking at me. So today we are going to talk about four points of death four points of death. We'll pick three of them from the ABC manual and then we'll add one to it. The first point of death is to die to your flesh. To die to your flesh or to die to the last of the flesh. Romans 6.6. 6. Can we have that on the screen? Romans 6.6. 6. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we will no longer be enslaved to sin. Amen. One of the points at, um, one of the points at which you must die is, your, is death to your flesh or the last of the flesh. When we were doing Bible studies, they, told, they, they taught us that um, the last of the flesh is anything that we do or anything that makes our body feel good. That's how I explained it to my class. Anything that makes your body feel good. So when you eat and you, have, you are enjoying the food. So if you are lasting after food because you want to enjoy the food, that's the last of the flesh. Okay? There are certain sins in your life. They make your body feel good. Should I go there? I shouldn't go there. Okay? That room that you will be or in front of that gate, it makes your body feel good. Or, or it doesn't make your body feel good. If it doesn't make your body feel good, then why are you doing it? Eh? Okay? So those things make your body feel good. That's the last of the flesh. And you have to die to it. The reason why you have to die to it is that your flesh cannot determine what you, how you live your life. If your flesh is determining how you live your life, that I, I, one thing I told you, I was working with a certain guy. I said that if he gets money today, you buy for two million. His stomach determines how his, his life goes. His stomach determines how he spends his money. The stomach determines, sometimes if you want to bribe him, just tell him that you give him your lunch. You give him your bangu. Right? The, your flesh cannot determine how you live your life. 
you have to die to it. You have to crucify. Um, Paul says that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. Your body desires certain things that if you don't take it, if you don't take your time and you don't control it, you would enter into sin. Right? Almost all the things your body desires are good. Almost all the things. Almost all. Right? But each of them has a time and each of them must be controlled. Otherwise, you live a life where when, when your body says you should do something, then you just go and do it. The reason why some of you are in addictions is because you listen to your flesh too much. One day I was talking to somebody, the person said she was addicted to, what was it? Was it chalk or paper or something? Some of you are rolling your eyes like it's strange. But do you know how it started? One day you go and taste the chalk. You are saying, hmm. But curiosity, when I was a child, I almost ate something. I won't tell you. One day you go and taste the chalk. Then you realize that, oh, it didn't do anything to me. Tomorrow then you, you see the chalk. Tomorrow you see a different color. Pink. Oh, you guys don't see the pink chalk anymore. You guys don't, you don't even use chalk in school. Pink. Then you say, oh, the white one tasted like this. Let me try the pink. Maybe it tastes like strawberries. And you go and try the pink. Then tomorrow you go back to the white. And gradually then you, you start feeling like, anytime I see chalk, let me just taste it. Then you'll be doing it, you'll be doing it, you'll be doing it. And then one day, you don't, you don't know how to control yourself anymore. If you see chalk, then your body is shaking. That's how cocaine addiction starts. Oh, let me just try it. This thing that people have been sniffing, then they go high. Let me try it once. Before you realize, you've done it again, you've done it again, you've done it again, you've done it again. Now, you are begging for cocaine. Um, this week, I was going to work, and I saw a certain man. I passed beside my grandmother's house on my way to work. She lives at Teshinova. I saw a certain man there. And I remember that when we were, when were younger, my, my mother told me his story. He was the most intelligent person in his class. And then he decided to try drugs. And now he's stuck on it. He's older than my mother. He's almost in his 60s. And he knows all the people in my grandmother's. Like he knows our whole family. When he sees you, he can identify you. Then you beg for money. Not to go and eat. You just beg for money. Before you realize he has passed the corner, he's going to buy drugs. If you don't take time, you become like that. Some of you, food has governed your life. 40 days of power. 9 o'clock. Yesterday, uh, Pastor Sami mentioned a different time. 8 o'clock. The 9 o'clock I was mentioning, Christ, like it's too far. By 8 o'clock, then you're hungry. Every day you want to eat. Everything you see, you want to eat. One, one, one time I was fasting. I was, I was The last time I preached the series on the cross, I think the second week, I was coming from a certain town. <laughs> And I was fasting and preparing for church. And then we got to Lindado. How many of you know Lindado? You don't travel outside Accra. You don't know Lindado. You go to Lindado. And then when you get to Lindado, there's a lot of nice food there. There's kebab. There's, there's a rest stop. So there's kebab, sausage, and all those things. And I decided that I'm breaking my fast. <laughs> then I felt the Holy Spirit asking me, ah, so you, when you see food, no, you have to stop fasting. Some of you, that's the way you are. You, you've set your mind that you are fasting. This 40 days, yes. I'm encountering God. I'm going after God. You step out of your house, no, it's not the watching. That one, you beat it because you are, you are late for school. But lunchtime, when they bring a certain food, then you've given up. Learn to die to your flesh. If you don't die to your flesh, God cannot live with you. Because he'll be talking to you before you real, he realizes you are, you are looking in the fridge. Some of you, the reason why you can't even spend time with God is that when you wake up in the morning, the first thing on your mind is food. What am I eating today? That's the first thing you ask mommy. Mommy, what are we eating today? Some of you, when you come back from school, no, what are we eating today? Your whole life is food, food, food. Learn to die to it. Die to other desires of the flesh. Sleep. Me, I like sleeping, but I heard the time some of my people wake up in my class. I was shocked. Hey, me, I sleep, oh, but they are champions. Hey, so if you like sleeping, the reason why some of you missed last, uh, yesterday's retreat was because you wanted to sleep in the afternoon. 
you sleep too much. My class, they told me that we should wake up at 5 a.m. and pray. A certain boy and his friends. I woke up early, left all that I had to do, went on Zoom, shared the link. The first person woke up at 5.35. The person who called the meeting woke up after 7 o'clock. <laughs> Am I lying? Sleep has governed your life. Some of you, some exams, you will miss it. It's not prophecy. You. We are looking at the way your life is going. We can tell you that when you get to the university, certain exams, you will miss it. Because university, there is no rising bell. There is no get up. Your mother is not there to tell you get up and go to school. Your roommate is probably not doing your course. So he, that day, he doesn't have a paper. There are people who miss papers when I was in the university simply because they got their leads. The paper starts at 7, then you wake up at 7.30. You are surprised by easy all those people feel like they don't need to control how they sleep they can be sleeping every day sleeping 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 the least chance you get you are asleep so if you feel close church right now and we say five minutes nobody should talk we should meditate on what we've learned by the time we come and stand beside you you are snoring learn to die to your desi- the desires of your flesh the desires of your flesh, the things that it's like you enjoy it too much. Your body enjoys it too much. Sleep, food, fornication. Well, those people didn't come to church. The fornication people didn't come to church. The next thing is the last of the eyes, Matthew 5. We see something Jesus said, Matthew 5, 29. The first time I heard this, I was a child. I thought that Jesus was a wicked man. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear tear it out and throw it away. For it is better to lose one of your members than your whole body to be thrown into hell. Jesus is saying that if your eyes are too attracted to certain things that they cause you to sin, tear it out. He's not saying that go and be tearing your eyes out. Please, next week Sunday, we don't want to see zombies and things in church. That's not what he's saying. Jesus is saying that be so radical about the things that attract you. Otherwise, you won't make it to heaven. You see see what he said? It's better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. What Jesus is saying is that if the things that attract you govern your life, you will end up in hell. It's not prophecy. He's giving you where where you're standing. He has looked at the road and he has told you where the road is leading you to. Some of you things attract you. If you see iPhone right now, that is it. There were girls in university. There are still girls in the university who have lost their virginity because of iPhone. You think it's is it when I said it? You put some of the girls didn't say hey because they feel like it's it's a worthy, it's a worthy cause. some things that you see it and it's like when you see that thing that is it for you there are certain men when they see women they they don't even need to touch the woman all they need to see is that the woman is wearing a certain nice jeans and a certain nice top when she asks for anything they'll release it it's not far from you the difference between you and that person is time the only way you can Make sure you don't get there. It's to die to the last of the eyes. The things that attract you easily. You are too attracted by something. Certain, like a certain, some of you, if you see a certain shoe, you do anything you have to do to get that shoe. Do anything you have to do. Some of you, your parents have told you that don't do this hairstyle, don't wear this, don't wear that. But you intentionally pack the thing in your bag, then you wear your school uniform. When you go out, then you change into that one. Last of the eyes, the things that attract you, the things that look too nice to you, die to them. If you don't die to them, people will be using simple, simple things to buy you. You see, they've bribed somebody. What did they use to bribe the person? An iPhone. They've bribed somebody. What they used to buy, bribe the person? They bought him a car. And you go and check his house. He has more cars. But just because he can't die to his last of the eyes, when he sees a new car that is not in his house, he has to get that one. So no matter what you do to get that one, you do it. 
died to the life to spend most of my time is pride of life. Some of you are too proud. Philippians, Philippians 3. Philippians 3 verse 47. Let's read it quickly. Let's, let's start from verse 1 so that it makes sense. Finally, brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. This thing, Paul is trying to say that if I keep telling you the same thing, it's not problematic for me. It's not, it's not stressful for me. That's why the facilitators, we preach the same thing to you. It's not a problem for us. It is safe for you. Verse 2. Look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Go on. Then verse, verse 4. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has a reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Paul is about to list this uh, his qualifications circumcised on the eighth day what paul is trying to say is that when it comes to judaism when they are looking for true jews i am one of them i am of the people of israel he mentioned that he's a jew again of the tribe of benjamin he's showing you his lineage a hebrew of hebrews like the jews really felt good about themselves it's like americans today they are so proud to be called americans and paul is telling you that when it comes to judaism i'm a jew I'm a Hebrew, a Hebrew of Hebrews. What it means that when you count Hebrews and you are looking for the true Hebrews amongst them, I am part. As to the law, a Pharisee. A Pharisee was the teacher of the law. So, he, so Paul was not just obedient to the law. He was somebody who taught the law. When you look in the book of Acts, Paul was in the Sanhedrin. When they were uh, persecuting Christians and things, it was Paul they sent with a letter. Because they knew that if we give this letter to somebody else, the person can pass somewhere else. As for Paul, we trust him to do the work. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness, under the law, he's blameless. Paul is saying is that Paul, what Paul is saying is that when you get the, when you pack the law, pack all the six hundred and whatever laws, he's blameless in all of them. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing wealth of the worth of the knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and counted them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Maybe Monday Bible study will look at that I may win Christ. That's one of the topics we look at as Monday Bible study. So those of you who have not been coming, we share the link, then try and join. Paul is saying that everything that made him proud, anything that he could boast about, he laid it aside. What can you boast about? Some of you have not even seen your first BC paper yet. But you are so proud. Hurry up and sit here, then you are... It's like, most of you, by the time you get your master's degree, you won't come to church again. That's what happens. You see, certain professors and things will tell you they believe in God, but they don't, they don't like coming to church. There are too many people there. Oh, you are too proud. You are too proud. Raise your hand, then like this. Sing. Your voice is too nice. If I shout, I'll lose my voice. Yesterday, the retreat, Kelvin was leading prayers. What prayers? Within five minutes, Kelvin was sweating. But people were still standing in front with their hands behind their, and they were just looking. You are too proud. You are too, like, Ahumaswano doors. We've told you that eh, 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 God wants to be your friend. God wants to be your friend, son. So you don't realize that when you come to the presence of God, you are not coming to the presence of an ordinary person. That's why you are proud. You think that you and God are on the same level. After everything we did yesterday, when we came to church today, some people who were at the retreat yesterday still came to church today and they brought their same like a discard attitude to church. As for those who were not at the retreat, I didn't even bother looking at them. 
But throughout praise and worship, I saw a certain lady. She was sitting on my left hand side. She was just staring. Too proud. Too proud to sing. So, like, you don't need God. Some of you feel like, I don't need God again in my life. My mother has the money. My father pays my fees. The people who need God, they are the people that their parents don't pay their fees, so they need God to make a way for them. Me, my parents pay my fees, so I'm okay. It won't take long for life to shock you. I mean, me, my, my father paid all my school fees. I've never been sacked for school fees in my life before. Never. My father is not rich. <laughs> but I've never been sacked for school fees in my life. The day life hits me, I knew. And unfortunately, I hear from those who are ahead of me that that is not all. <laughs> Learn to die to pride. You are too proud. You are too haughty. The Bible says that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Media team, find it for me. Draw your sword. Media team. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. You are looking for grace to write BC. Your pride is what is resisting the grace. It didn't say God stays away from the proud. It says God resists them. What it means is that when a proud person is coming towards God, he will push you away. Because when you come to God's presence, you and God, you cannot be on the summit into the presence of God. God must be the most important thing. That's why in the Bible it says, Jesus says that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. If you, you see, when we are coming to start corporate meetings, then they'll tell one of the Christians to pray, then the person will start their prayer with, where two or three are gathered in his name, he's there in our midst. That's not the meaning of that scripture. Jesus did not come there. Jesus was saying that where two or three are gathered, where I am the most important person, that is when you can be assured of my presence. I submit to you that your quiet time is not fruitful because Jesus is not the most important person in the quiet time. I submit to you that you and God have no relationship because he's not the most important person in your life. You gave your life to him, yes. He came to live in your heart, yes. But as he was there, he realized that you were more important to yourself than him. God is silent in your life because the most important voice in your life is not God's voice. It's you. What you think. What you feel like doing. Die to pride. Die to yourself. You come to God. People are, people are experiencing God and you don't experience God. It's because God is not the most important person in your life. It's just I'm preaching. Some people are chatting. Because the word of God is not as important to them as what they are talking about. Die to pride. Don't come to church and be. It's, it's like we have to beg you ah, before you pray. Hey! The way you get your first degree there, what will we do? We have to sleep on the floor for you. Before you open your mouth and pray to God. You are not praying to me. Oh. Me, I can't answer your prayers. Me too, I have prayer points. If you think you are doing any of the things here for the facilitators and that's why you are feeling big. Oh, these people cry. It's like Sunday, they don't have anything to do. It's like they, they, they don't enjoy the main service. That's why they've come here to disturb our lives. Be careful. They are doing it for God. In this church, in ICGC, you realize every time anniversary, Pastor Otabel is drawing our minds to the fact that it's not about him. It's not about your pastor. If you think the things you are doing, you are doing it for him. You are doing it for your pastor. You are doing it for somebody. At the end of the day, when even at judgment, judgment day, he's also facing his own wahala. He can't talk for you. The person who can talk for you is the person that you are, you are showing off to. Today, praise and worship, we sang all these songs of consecration. Given, we're just there because yeah this song crowd that they are singing me crowd what are they singing about they should sing the glory the glory so that i can jump some of you your, your wants are more important to you than jesus christ the bible says god resists the proud god resists the proud i can tell you that most of you when we are when we are laying hands and ministering to people the reason why the men of God pass by you is because you are too proud. 
The reason why the Holy Spirit passes by you is because you are too proud. God only, God only shows up where he's the most important person. Unless, of course, he's coming to judge somebody. And trust me, you don't want that. You want God to show up for you when he's the most important person. If you want to encounter God from now till the end of camp, God must be the most important person. When you come to church, when you come for meetings, stop looking at your dress, your shoe, your... What, what are you looking for? One time we were, we were in a certain meeting, um, Pastor Shane Talk came to Ghana and he was preaching. He says that he's the, he's the head pastor of his church. He's the general overseer. He's, he has branches in various states in Nigeria. When he comes to church, sometimes doing praise and worship, he intentionally lies on the floor. It's not that he's lying on the floor because the song is nice or the song has entered him or he's in the spirit or anything. When he comes and he lies on the floor like that, all he's trying to tell himself is that God must be bigger than you in this place. You can't bring your pride here. That's what he's telling himself. It's not about you. Some of you, it's about you. That's why when you know how to sing, you join the choir two, three weeks. They've not, they've, they've not allowed you to lead a song more. Then you've left the choir because you think everything should be about you. Jesus doesn't work with such people. Check gospel ministers, those who have been ministering powerfully and you've been using their songs for praise and worship and impartation and all that. How many of them have the best voices? There are people with nicer voices. Jesus does not work with people with great talents. If you want to live the life that God wants you to live, he doesn't need, he doesn't need too much from you. All he needs from you is that you will humble yourself. All he needs from you is that you will be completely obedient. Proud people cannot be obedient because they feel like they know enough. When you are humble, when they tell you any stupid thing they tell you to do, you go and do it. Because you know that the person instructing you knows better than you. Right? 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 The next thing we look at is dying to your dependencies. The things that you are so dependent on. That's the last thing. The things that you are so dependent on. So if you are dependent on your beauty, you think that your beauty will take you far. People have lost their beauty by cooking. They are just cooking by mistake. Then you hit a certain pot. Then the hot water pours on your face. That is it. The beauty is gone. It happened in under five minutes. Because I got a, a nine once in BEC, so yes, now I'm a borrow. There are master's degree holders in the house who don't have a job to do. Don't be too dependent on the things that you think that they, 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 they are the things sponsoring your life. Your parents' money. Some of you are so dependent on your parents' money. Don't kid yourself. It's not your money. If your father decides today to abandon you, that money, you can't get it. If, God forbid, your parents pass away, it will shock you. There are family members, brothers, sisters, uncles, it's people you don't know, they will come and share the property pe, 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 before you realize you don't even see where all your father's money has passed. I've seen it with my own eyes before. Somebody will die by the time they realize their children have nothing. Meanwhile, the people were wealthy, but they will die and go, and their children have nothing, their wives have nothing. If you build dependency on, see, um, um, the Bible says that woe to the one whose confidence is in man. If God said you can't even put confidence in human beings, how much more material things? Don't put too much confidence in your dependencies. Some of you, because of this BC, you want to get nine ones in BC so much that nothing in church concerns you anymore. If it's not Sunday morning, we won't see you. After Sunday, you're in a hurry to go home to get back to your books. I have to study. It's good to study you. 
but if 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 you think that those things are the things that are going to rule your life or that are going to take you far you'll be sure you'll be surprised but when school people miss church because of first class you miss results because of first class <laughs> you miss retreats because of eight A's, nine ones. Why didn't you come for the retreat? I'm writing BC this year. The BC is in August. The retreat was yesterday. If you if you miss the retreat yesterday, and it is that retreat, the your absence from that retreat that will make you pass the BC. Let me submit to you, the BC, you are not ready for it. You think I'm missing church on Sunday? You see, a lot of you think that you are you are being so responsible because you can set church aside to focus on your exams and then when it's time then you get back to church what you are learning is the inability to manage your time the inability to manage your time that's what you are training yourself into so when you grow up you can't manage your time because you are worker you can't come to church because this you can't come to church small no then you put god aside the least thing you put god aside because you think that whatever you are chasing will do more for you than god if you want to live the life of faith god must be the most important person i keep saying this god must be the most important person die to your pride die to your dependencies Die to your pride. Die to your dependencies. Die. Just set them aside. Don't let them affect you too much. Don't let your money affect your character. Some of you don't talk to certain people in church because you think that you are not on the same level with them. See, tables turn in life. And even aside table standing, it is God we are looking for in church. If you think you are too proud, if we all come to church to look for something and somebody finds it and you don't find it, who has won? If we are all looking for God and we come to church and the person who is proud hasn't found it and the person who is not proud has found God, who has won? If you cannot submit yourself to God, you can never have a relationship with Him. God talks to those who are obedient. He talks to those who are humble. He said it Himself. He resists the proud. It's not that He leaves, he, he moves away from you. He pushes you away. If you are proud, I still feet. I still feet. Want to pray? Want to pray? Want to pray. Want to pray. We are crucified with Christ. We are crucified with Christ. Everything we used to hold dear, we've put it on the cross. We've come to Jesus Christ empty-handed. Nothing. Holding nothing. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Tell God that anything in my life that is making me feel like I don't need you, anything in my life that is becoming too important for me, anything that has become as, like so important in my life that I can't set it aside just to spend time with you, tell God that He should He should help you set it aside. God to help you set it aside. Tell God to help you set it aside.
open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Tell God that all you have is Him. Anything that you thought was important to you, you are putting it aside. All you have left is God. All you have left is God. All you have left is Jesus. All you have left is Jesus. Don't close your mouth at this point. Surrender your life to Him. Tell Him that you want to be humble. You don't want Him to resist you. You may not see the need for it now, but it's, it's a difficult thing for God to resist you. When you need Him the most, He can resist you. It says, the Bible says that He resists the proud. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and talk to God. Tell Him that, see, I thought all these things were important. I thought my mother's money could get me somewhere. I thought my BC nine ones was important to me. But I know now I know that all I have in this life, all I have is you. That is how to build a dependency on God. That everything you have, you set it aside and say, all you have is Jesus Christ. That is how to die to your desires. Open your mouth, open your mouth. Shantele vele sires. Rampada bala shanda brahan kapala bataya. Ikande vala bashaya dadada. Ilante yada braha shante skaleata. Inde brehe shanda bala bala baka palata. Ivan de brehe shanda balataya skata. Ikalentaya nama shanda barada dadadadaha. Nikalama shantaya dabala bala bashaya dabaha. Ranka dabala bashante skalabala bashanta. Irampene meshaya. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Stop the gentility. Give your life to surrender to God. Surrender to God. All we have is Jesus. He is our only dependency. He's the only person we can trust. The only person we can lean on. That's how to die to your desires. That's how to die to pride. But I'm too proud. My reputation of being a gentle person is getting in the way of my work with you. My ego is getting in the way of my work with you. God, help me. That is what we are saying. Help me to die to these things. Help me to die to the last of the flesh. My stomach is getting in the way of my work with you. My eyes have been deceiving me to walk away from the path that leads to you. comes into the presence of God, the 24 elders, they cast their crowns, they lay their crowns down. If you want to, if you want to um, 
understand it properly. What, what John saw was a symbolism of 24 elders laying down everything that made them important. What makes a king important or what makes an elder important is the crown, the, the, whatever he's wearing on him, that signifies that he's an elder, that signifies that he's a king or he's, he's important or he's royalty. They cast it aside. So I want you to look inside your own heart. Anything that makes you feel like you are important, tell God that you are putting it aside. You are putting it aside. You are putting it aside. The things that have been making you feel big. Some of you, you have a reputation. Oh, I'm quiet. I have a reputation of being quiet. I have a reputation of being gentle. So when I come into the presence of God, I have to maintain that gentility because of my reputation. It is what is getting in the way of you having an encounter with God. Uncle Bijou told you, camp has already started. If this is your attitude, you are sending to camp, then go follow us. <laughs> open your mouth, open your mouth and pray. Stop looking at me. Close your eyes and talk to God. I didn't say talk to me. I didn't say tell me. I said close your eyes and talk to God. The things that make you feel important. Some of you, is the, is, the, is the quality of the clothes you wear. You feel like because you wear clothes of a certain quality, you have... You have stood out among your mates so you, you don't feel like you need God anymore close your eyes, don't look at me nobody should look at me nobody should look at me open your mouth and pray we are not in a silent session I want to hear prayer in the room I want to hear prayer in the room talk to God Deliberately talk to God. List them. List the things that are making you feel like you are too big for this or you are too gentle for this. List the things that are holding you back from giving your all to God. You know what it is. List them. The things that are holding you back from giving your all to God, from fully living the life that you want, He wants you to live. The things that are holding you back from waking up to do your quiet time. The things that are holding you back from fasting with us. List them, list them, list them. Tell God you are putting it aside. Open your mouth. This one, nobody's going to shout and overshadow your prayer. You have to pray for yourself. You are too used to those on stage shouting and making noise and you just be watching them and be whispering. Open your mouth and talk to God with an earnest, earnest expectation of God coming into your life and helping you to humble yourself. season we said we are drawing near to God you can't draw near to God with all your pride all your ego all the things that make you feel big yeah I'm the one who leads the song in the choir so I have to be gentle some of you come to church late because you feel like you if, 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 if even if you come to church late nobody cares it is no importance to anybody God came to the service to come and sit down and wait for you to come late God. We are all praying for ourselves. So talk to God. Talk to God and pray for yourself. I feel too big. Me, they taught me to comport myself. So when I come out, I always comport myself. In the presence of God, that thing doesn't hold water. Close your eyes and talk to God. Don't get distracted. That's why we've not put anything else on the screen apart from the scripture. set happening here. We are all praying for ourselves. Lord, whatever makes us feel too proud, whatever makes us feel too, too, too much, too much in whatever we are, whatever makes us think that we are somebody when we come to your presence. 
help us to cast it aside. Whatever makes us feel we are too big to, to worship you, we are too big to kneel down. Whatever makes us feel that we are too big to sing, we are too big to raise our voice, we are too big to lift our hands, help us set it aside. Help us set it aside. I can't be this important in God's presence. I can't be this big in God's presence. I can't be this concerned about how I look in God's presence. I cannot be this attentive to my flesh in God's presence. Open your mouth and pray. I cannot be this full of myself in God's presence. Not possible, it doesn't work. Shataya da palabalaba saka palabataya namashata. Nika da palaba shantaya da palaba sande brahevelata. Nikene me shantaya da palaba santes. Linka namashantaya namasaya da ba. Ranka ne me shaya da palaba kapalaba santaya da barada vases. are some of us here the what I spoke about you relate to it a lot and you want to lay all your pride all your dependencies all your lusts aside to find God if you are one of those people hurry to the front and come and pray it's like when you are in the congregation everybody is down so you are, you are also being down come come to the front you want to lay everything aside to look for Jesus your pride, your flesh, your, your stomach. You want to lay them aside to look for Jesus. Come to the front while we are praying. The rest of us are going to continue praying. The Bible says God resists the proud. You know that there's something in your life that has become, it's making you feel too big. I'm telling you today that that is the reason why you are not encountering God. That is the reason why God is not real to you. Because of whatever it is that is making you feel big. We are here to pray. We are here to pray. And as you are standing here, pray with earnestly. Don't come and don't, don't be whispering. We are talking to God. You said you are laying it aside. So lay it aside. Lay it aside. Let him know that you are laying it aside. When you are leaving the auditorium today, you should feel that you lay that thing aside. Open your mouth and start praying. Open your mouth and start praying. The rest of us keep praying, keep praying, keep praying that God will help you. Pray that God will help you. Some of you have not been able to spot it yet. You know that there's something holding you back from encountering God, but you've not been able to spot it. You don't know whether it's your, the last of your flesh, the last of your eyes. You've not been able to spot it, whether it's pride or it's your dependencies. Pray that God will reveal it to you. Those in front, pray, pray, open your mouth and pray, open your mouth and pray. Lay it aside. 
These prayers are not gentle prayers. These prayers are not prayers that you pray with, with a, 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 like you are comported, you are, you've comported yourself. Calm, cool, and collected. We don't pray this kind of prayers like that. When we come to God, it's desperation. We are hungry for Him to fill us. It's a full desperation. Open your mouth and talk to God with all honesty. Lord, we are laying it aside. We are laying it aside. The pride, we are laying it aside. Campella, da da da, very depressed. Our dependencies, the things that are keeping us from encountering you. Some of them seem good to us in the moment, but we want to lay it aside just to have an encounter with you. We want you to be the most important person in our life. shouting and screaming before you know that God is here. By the time that thing happens then we are almost closing. Those of you who come to church, 7 to 9.30 is a short time, just 2 hours, 30 minutes. Even yesterday all the time we had for the retreat, we still wish we had more time. If you come into the presence of God and you want to be relaxed and you want to wait for us to stir you up, by the time you realize the main service has closed and we have to close service and go home, then you go back to your dullness. Then you go back to not encountering God. Open your mouth and pray. Nobody should have to be staring you up. We shouldn't beg you to pray. You are not praying to us. 
Open your mouth. Close your eyes. There's a reason why we close our eyes in prayer. Close your eyes. I keep saying close your eyes and people's eyes are still open. In the presence of God, we don't disobey. He is too important for us to be disobeying him. We are not that important. Close your eyes. Talk to God desperately. God, I want to know you. I want to have an encounter with you. This thing that they've been saying that we can have a relationship with you. I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. I want to live this life of faith. People are encountering God. People are hearing from God. Somebody wake up and say, God told me not to do this. And that is how I was delivered. Me in I can't hear God. Somebody say, God came to sit by me in the exam hall. Me in I can't hear God. Why, why can't I hear God? You should be concerned. Don't stop praying. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Let God hear you. Desperation can be seen. When you are hungry, we can see it on your face. Open your mouth and pray. We can't be this. Open your mouth and pray, open your mouth and pray, open your mouth and pray. I cannot be this proud. I cannot be this relaxed. I cannot be this comforted in the presence of God. It's too important. Cry out to God, cry out to God. This is not an entertainment session. This is not a, a concert. Open your mouth and cry with desperation. I want you to be the most important person in my life.
waiting for you to go. Don't stop. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. God needs your attention. Don't get distracted. You can open your eyes. We'll be moving into our classes. But don't get distracted. As we are moving, move to your various classes. Open your eyes, move to your various classes. But don't get distracted. Continue talking to God. Don't go and be chatting. I'm waiting for you. Move to your classes. Continue talking to God. Don't be chatting with your friend. This is not the time to say hi. After service, you say hi. Those in front, move to your classes. If you want to stay here too, you can stay here. Don't you hear any chit chatting or anything after? Just move to your class. Continue talking to God. <laughs> 